Ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you are following us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please do leave us a five-star review. It helps us more than you can imagine. Anyways, enjoy the podcast. And we're back, episode 107. A, a bit more chilled, a bit relaxed. New year, new us. Um, welcome to the uh, the podcast. If you're new listeners, because I know we've gained a lot of a lot of people over this uh, Christmas time. Um, you may have seen us from the sun. We're big time now, okay? If you're an old listener... Festive we're, frenzy. Yeah, we're, we're new people now. Like, we are big time. So if you had my number, I'm never getting in contact with you again. Matt, how are you, by the way? All good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year happy to New you Year well. to the listeners. Yes, Happy New Year. Hopefully everyone had a great Christmas and got exactly Absolutely. what they want. Um, I got what I wanted because the Villa aren't top of the league so that's that's all I wished <laughs> this year. That's all I wanted for Christmas. Uh, there we go. And we're starting off. I said New Year, New Australian. Me. New and year. I've gone straight in. <laughs> new Year, same year. Yeah, I was about to say. I can't really talk. There are only, like, they're literally, at the time of recording, joint on point. So I can't really take them in, can I? No. No. Especially as off. much as it hurts. Yeah, it does really hurt. Um, and just for context, by the way, before we do this Game Week 20 review, um, there are two games currently going ahead. Liverpool, we are recording this on a Monday night, so Liverpool are playing Newcastle. Actually, is there another game? And then tomorrow, Brighton are playing. Yeah, that's right, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Liverpool-Newcastle tonight, just the one game. Yes, and then it's Brighton tomorrow. Brighton-West Ham. Just for context, when everyone asks me why do we miss these games, it's because we're recording. It's going on as we speak, and we're not going to do a live reaction because that could be really silly, and we've done that before, <laughs> and had to cut everything out because the score really made us look stupid. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. This I have to admit, it, I've watched so much football, it's been ridiculous. I don't think I've moved at all. It, there's no such thing as too much football, is there? No, no. It's fantastic. It depends who you ask. If you ask my girlfriend, then yes, then there is too much football. Well, it's professional research, though, surely. Exactly. Now we're big time. That is this yeah, year. It's, it's a we we are obligated to watch as much football as we possibly can. It's a lifestyle so, choice. Shout out Amazon for, for, for their... <laughs> Their games. I have to admit, I think they do it the best. This, and I'm, I've got no. I could, oh, there are obviously are. other providers, and I've got no deals going on with anyone, no. so I can speak freely on this. But Amazon, I think their coverage is mm. so good. And for those, so for any listeners who are tuning in from outside of the UK, to not have the ability to watch your standard three o'clock kickoffs, or you know, you only really get the opportunity to watch one game when there could be four or five on, to then have the choice or, or be able to flick between those four or five is, is great. I, I know. Think. So, and yeah, I love, that's I like a fact. flicker, isn't it, of what they of what people outside the UK feel it's like. It's what we could have. Yeah. But even <laughs> the, the commentators are unreal, the, the analysis is great, just everything is just, you can see how much money they've invested into yeah. it. It's like they really yeah. care. And they're having the Champions League, aren't they? Oh, are they? Is that, is that done? Uh, the... MD of the the sports side of Amazon or something like that, um, has come out and said that it's either from, I think it might be from next season. I have to confirm the details, but they'll be showing what they deem to be the biggest game on a on a Tuesday night in the Champions League on Amazon. That's unreal as well. So and it's come oh. at the at the cost of the tennis, which hmm. uh, well, there's not going to be any tennis listeners, so we can't no, slag off no, the sport. No, um, that sounds ace. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it is oh, the same me. It is the same me. It's not Dad, a new I me. Can't believe you, I, can't, I can't believe you've done that. God. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, um, <laughs> we'll start off then um, with the joint killers. Fulham 2, Arsenal 1. 
Now, okay. it, let's be honest, I don't think anyone expected that as a result. Look, it was unreal. Um, I think it's all come off the back of me saying that Arsenal are going to win the league. Um, since then, they cannot play football. Um, it, I, I am going to take blame. I'm going to put my hands up and say I'm take sorry. Take blame or take credit? Uh, no, I actually did want <laughs> Arsenal to win the league, though that was the problem. I just didn't want to see City do it again. Right. But no, what were your thoughts on the game as a whole? Fulham haven't been on a bad run, really, have they? Um, didn't expect them to win. I could have saw them coming away with a with a 1-1. Um, after the early goal as well, I thought, OK, it, it, it's going to end up same as last season, where they it was one of their standout performances from last season, where they just absolutely were professional and ruthless and, and tore them apart. And Fulham really haven't changed that much as a team. Yeah. Um, and I thought after the early goal that they were just going to Capitulate, yeah. steamroll, finish the year strongly and and we'll see what comes sort of in the new year but no it Jimmy, was Jimmy, Jimmy Mexico back at it again what's, what's going on with him all of a sudden he looks absolutely unreal does he, he looks electric like I was watching the, the, the full analysis of him because they did a, a complete segment didn't they on Match yeah. of the Day on him and obviously when you watch the game you kind of pick up on a lot of things and I always like watching the analysis I know a lot of people don't a lot of people skip past it. Yeah. I always like to see sometimes a professional's opinion on it. 100%. And watching him play in a position that I I, I, I didn't obviously watch him that much at the Wolves. Mm. But I've never seen him play like this. Like I remember him playing as the out-and-out out number nine, not dropping in the way he was yeah. and taking the ball deep. I knew he was good with his feet, but... He's far more dynamic, isn't he? Oh, it's the, ridiculous. At, at, at the minute for Fulham. Always been technically very good, but you expect from him, um, from his Wolves days, that... Strong physical presence, really good in the box, but then the the link up play, you're getting that, and he, he sort of regained that finishing touch. But as you say now, dropping in, affecting the game more, and doing that a little bit of extra leg work. It's uh, don't get me wrong, he's not anywhere remotely close to um Your big to, boys. to Harry Kane <laughs> as a as a player. However, that's exactly what Kane was doing for Spurs. What's Drop deep. <laughs> he's, he's, you know. I could think I might be the first time that said the comparison's been made ever, but I like it. I'm here for it. New year, new comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Mexico and G- Harry Kane. Jimmy Mexico, Harry Kane. No. But- Potential Ballon d'Or winner, Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a bit of a stretch, but I don't know. Maybe it's a confidence thing. Yeah. Maybe coming back from that horrible um, injury into a, a team where people still had expectation. They expected him to just sort of come back in, being fully fit and pick up exactly where he left off. Yeah. And an injury like that, I think is it, it is a life-changing injury. He's had to get himself right in, in the head as well. Mm. Um, and I think maybe getting a, a fresh start at Fulham has given him that. Yeah, and, and and maybe Mitrovic leaving as well probably helps because he, now yeah. he's, he has to be the main man. Yeah, which yeah, he was yeah. at the Wolves, wasn't he? He was the only striker. Yeah, like they ne- they never had anyone to replace him, and that was the thing when he was at the Wolves. He was the main goal scorer. He had good players around him like your Jotas and your Netos yeah, yeah. and other players, and like Traore. Whereas now he is again similar to that, the main man, and yeah. he's guaranteed starting every week. But with there wasn't any pressure on him. Yeah. He become the main man, but nobody knew what to expect. Yeah. Whereas there was the expectation before, and I think it may have just been too much too soon for him to come back from that. Yeah. And then go and knock 12, 15 goals in. Yeah. yeah. 
And it looks like he's going to get that, to be fair, this season. Yeah, he does. Yeah, um, he does what sure I did good. like, though, is um, all the ex-Arsenal boys absolutely killing it and being happy to win as well. Yeah. And we'll get on to that with, similar with Forrest later. But um, it was brilliant to see, like, William, uh, Iwobi, Leno. And like, I think I think Iwobi said it in the interview after. Basically said, like, it's brilliant to beat your old team. Obviously, great respect to them, but you kind of want... To, he implied that you want to beat your old team. Like, you want to get one up on them. Why, why would you not? You, you can still have respect for your old team, but if a team turns around and says... Use William, for example, had a torrid time at Arsenal. I think Jake touched on it um, a couple of episodes ago, where he's been fantastic everywhere he's been. Had a horrible time at Arsenal. Yeah. And fans sort of got on his back a lot as well. So it's understandable that he's got the bit between his teeth. Yeah, Iwobi was sold because people said he, you know, he he couldn't cut it, and he, yeah. you know, and then oh, he's killing he, it now. He, yeah. Well, he looks, he's a little bit more central now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's got uh, a bit of a free roll, hasn't he? Yeah, which yeah. is where he started Suits under Wenger. Like right at the start when he was under Wenger, I remember him playing in that like number ten role, and then he was moved out to left wing because mm. he wasn't considered to be good enough. Whereas now, again, him and uh, one as well, uh, one mentioned Tom Kearney. Where this bloke has come from again? Because he like has been out of the picture for like a good year and a half, yeah. two years. A, a, a cameo appearance, scores a screamer every now and then. Cup but now he's back in, yeah. He's back in. He's absolutely killing it. Like he's they one of the championship that. players. Yeah, they, they, they brilliant. absolutely love him, and he's he's Mr. Fulham, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he's um, club captain, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Club captain. He's been there when they've gone up, gone down, lost in finals, all that good stuff. And I can't remember him ever really being consistently bad, especially at championship level. Yeah, he, he always runs the show. He was a joke in the um, championship. But yeah, like you say, really, really consistent this year when he when when called upon. I think it helps that he's he's always been in and out with injuries. He's never been able to to really maintain a, a good solid, um, a good consistent run in the team. Seems to be working this time. Oh yeah, properly. I can't believe we're giving Fulham this much prize. It does feel a bit weird. This is like a proper New Year because like, we have slagged off them quite often this season because they haven't really yeah. been up to standards. But fair play to them. They've got but a they weren't. Run. Yeah, uh, no. but, but, and then and then it's happened. And this is why you know this is not a biased podcast. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief, um, in some comment sections, it's not a biased podcast. It's a, an out and out football yeah, podcast. Yeah. And we'll put our hands up when credit, we're wrong. But credit, we're never where wrong. credit is due. You'll always be giving it. Yeah. Um, okay, then, a quick question. Uh, Saliba, do you think he deserved a red card for when um, the man was going clean through and he kind of did the, 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 whatever you call it, the trip, the pull back altogether? Because there was a lot of discussion on this online and I couldn't decide. And every time I watch it, because I know there was a covering defender, mm. but in the eyes of the law, because that's not, it's a goal-scoring opportunity, isn't it? Well, is this the, is the change now, isn't it? Yeah. It, if you make a genuine attempt to play the ball, even though it's a goal-scoring opportunity, it's still only a yellow card. Obviously, depending on 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 the challenge that yeah. you make, but this didn't really seem like a genuine attempt to yeah. play the ball. And it is as as yeah, goal-scoring opportunity. Like if he hadn't have pulled him back and whatever tripped him, however you want to call it, he would get a shot off. He would get a shot off, regardless of the covering defender. I, I personally think ah, this is what I mean. Now this is where the, I think it's one of those w- weird ones, and I'm not going to use a phrase because I know I'll get a lot of stick off a lot of people who like this podcast. Orange card, I'm not going to use that. Um, but like, if it was given as a red, I'd have gone, Oh, that's soft. But then when it's given as a yellow, I'm annoyed. So it's like, it's a really difficult one because I'd, I'd, I think you kind of is it, do you get what I'm trying to say here? I do, I do because 
So even though that law has changed, and it, it, it's very crystal clear, fair attempt, yellow card. Yeah. Anything else is a red. You've got a covering defender. And even though you he would get a shot off, there's nothing to say that the, the defender block, bearing yeah. down wouldn't at least affect the decision making. Yeah. Which could then alter the, the outcome. There's so many variables that I think you've just got to strip it back and take the challenge for for what it was and, and decide from there, really. Yeah, and then say it's pretty cynical, but yeah, yellow yeah. kind of thing. I, I would go yellow. Yeah, okay. No, that's what I thought yellow. I'd ask, because usually when there's like three or four people here, I can kind of really gauge from everyone yeah. what I should really be thinking. I'd go yellow, but I would also not... I, I'd also yeah. sort of understand if he was given a red as well. Yeah, no, I get that. So... Um, I do think Arsenal, by the way, like giving Fulham a lot of praise. I do think Arsenal right now don't look great. Like really, really no. poor. Like I uh, went out to watch the game on what day was it? Was it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Just gone against West Ham. Yeah, I was watching that, and that might have been one of the most attacking wise, one of the most dreadful performances I've ever seen. I think it was seventy-seven touches in the opposition box mm. without scoring. It's not good, but they carried that on here again in this game. They are really not clinical. What's it's really it's, bizarre, isn't it? It's such a bizarre thing to watch when you watch a team who have got these players such as Royce, who's been great, Saliba, who is making a case this year to be spoken about as the current, yeah, you know, best centre half in the in, in the world. It's in could the world be, yeah, in, yeah, the, in the Prem. I would say he's he's pretty clear at the minute. In the world, he's definitely making a case. Um, you know. There's something Saka is another one where he, he just he's constantly dangerous. But there's something about that front three, and when I say front three, I mean Enketia instead of Gabriel Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Individually, their strengths are fantastic. Enketia is a great natural finisher, great poacher. Um, but there's there's no real link up. Yeah. I don't I don't, I don't understand. It's not fluid. I, you is know, it? Yeah. I, do they like each other? Yeah, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like you can't help but kind of really try and because I, I think of some of the front threes we've seen in recent years for like title winning sides or mm. even sides that have competed. Obviously, City's a bit of an awkward one because they've had so many players that mix in that front three. But mm. even still, you could kind of think of certain certain forwards when they had like Aguero, Sane, Sterling, and things like that. Yeah. And you got Mane, Firmino, Salah, like all of those front threes. And I look at this as a front three. Even with Gabriel Jesus, I still, I'm not convinced by it. It sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? it something doesn't seem right. As a three, it should work. I feel as if... It's not like the guy from the World Cup then. I feel... I feel today, I feel... I feel, I feel, <laughs> I feel like... Inketia maybe doesn't get the service that he needs. Yeah. Maybe Arsenal don't play to suit his strengths. And he had, he had to come in because they forked out big on Royce, couldn't pay for a decent striker and, and Jesus got injured. Jesus is a great player, but he's not your clinical finisher. Which is why City got rid. Yeah. They, that, well, exactly. Exactly that, because he wasn't the natural successor to Aguero, yeah. which is what people were talking about initially. They're not, they're not a weak link. 
as as individual players. Yeah. But something just, just isn't. Not gelling, yeah. They're not, and you 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 reference um like Liverpool teams of of recent years, City teams of recent years. Those players willing to change, and some will go out injured. Someone will come in. Sterling will come in and play a false nine or something weird like that. But the way they link up means it works. Yeah. And they will still benefit and score um, and win. These don't, they seem to just be sort of a little bit Yeah, individuals. If they can't do anything individually and and, and score as a result of it or create something um, in that final, final third in the box... Yeah, I don't really know. They need they need a striker. Yeah, a, no, a, an out and out striker. Yeah, um, desperate. that's why Tony's been mentioned loads. But I think I think the, the the thing is with Tony. I don't know whether I'm being naive here. I don't because we've never seen a situation like this where a striker has not played for mm. a significant amount of time, and to still have the hype that he does, there is a, so much pressure on this bloke to come back now because everyone's saying he's a twenty goal striker. He did it one season. I'm not calling him a one-season wonder or anything. Like no disrespect, I think he's a brilliant player. Yeah. But is it just? Do you get where I'm coming from? Like I, everyone's putting like an 80 million pound price tag, and that he's going to come back in and bang loads of goals instantly. Like there's a lot of pressure on him all, all of a sudden, and everyone's saying already, "Oh, that's going to fix Arsenal's problems." He's not even there yet. Like it's, it's a really, yeah. really weird one, isn't it? He, when the ban come in, he was in great form. Mm. I don't, I don't feel like. I understand why people maintain that expectation of him because yeah. even though he'd have lost a little bit of the edge, uh, yeah. just simply down to you know match fitness, that'll come back. But you're not talking about a player who's had a devastating injury and who's took you know twelve months plus to come back, or a player who's gone to a club and had such a, a, a horrible time that their confidence has completely left them. Yeah, he was in form. He did what he did was punished accordingly hopefully has addressed that issue and then yeah maybe maybe he can come back in um, yeah, just a bit of a and hit the ground one. running but I also think then we talk a lot on this pod about um, price tag pressure yeah and then as you've just said there if you're expecting a player who's been out for so long to then have a large amount of money forked out on him, and to fix a title challenge inside yeah, like to, that yeah, to, when to he's played in Brentford, it's, it's exactly. mad, isn't it? it? But then this this whole situation is is just bizarre anyway. So I'm intrigued to see how kind of it unfolds and to see if Arsenal do go in for anyone. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on then? But yeah, the I, I don't doubt Arsenal will still be up there. Um, well, they still are. I think this is exactly. They they're just too good to fall away. Just yet, no, I agree. So drastically, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but if they can't get a striker in, then Arteta needs to decide who's going to be your starting man. Yeah. And Change the adjust the system yeah. accordingly. If it's going to be in Ketia, absolutely fine. But you've got to give him service in the box then. Yeah. And you've got to work to that. If it's going to be Jesus, then you need to expect that he's going to drop a little bit deeper, he's going to want to get on the ball. So then Martin you're expecting difference from the wingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it, it's got to be... It's... Use the City as a blueprint with Haaland. I think that's what Arteta's got to look at. Look how long it took City last season to adjust. Because yeah. I know Haaland was banging in the goals, but there was a lot of questions about 
is it to the detriment of the rest of the side? Yeah. I spoke about. Well, we this. had that debate. Everyone we? had debates about this, yeah, but we yeah. saw eventually towards the end of the season, it was like a well-oiled and well-drilled system yeah. where it just worked. Yeah. But no, uh, I, I'm intrigued to see how kind of how it moves, how yeah. it goes on. Talking about North London size, then Spurs versus Bournemouth, three-one, an unreal game of football. Really good game. That, if really I'm honest, I think the score line suggested something different to what actually went on. Massively. Um, Massively. I know you watched the the game. Entirely. Yeah. Um, I describe my one word I've written as is carnage game. That was the carnage. first thing I'd written. It, Spurs weren't allowed to play that high, high line aggressive press. That Bournemouth didn't allow it. Yeah. And that was really, really, really good and really well, um, well drilled game plan from Bournemouth. One of the the cliches that I don't like in football is. Um, they're un- uh, they're unlucky not to come away with a win. Well, yeah, because it's to it's, their fault. Yeah, it's true in the one percent of games that that are played, they created so many chances and didn't take them. And Spurs broke with blistering pace and were incredibly clinical. So they deserve to win the game. Yeah, no, whether the storm broke incredibly fast, um, Lacelso. Was that that assist for yeah. the for the final? Um, it's it, to be honest, he's oh. had a resurgence, and we'll get onto him in the uh, episode later in the week because yeah. um, I think his name will get mentioned, and we'll have a discussion. We're doing a Man United and Tottenham combined eleven later. Oh. Um, but like he has had a resurgence in form. I don't want to talk about it too much. Kind of, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, but yeah. he has shocked me, by the way. Like I thought he was useless. Like Michael, I think Michael agree as well. We've had a discussion me and him quite often about Lacelso. Yeah, and how poor he'd been and even compared him to like that Brian Gill who yeah. has been really poor but the yeah. two of them are on the same level but all of a sudden the Celso now under Ange he's, he's the player that we kind of had kind of got expectations a little bit of hype that he had around his name the passing is a, is a joke in this system it's we, took, we spoke about players being the main man and that suits them Madison was the main man yeah and maybe having Angie's system, but knowing that he's not necessarily going to get in the team or or be a regular starter, spurred him on a little bit. Yeah, you know. spurred him on. Spur- oh, yeah, spurred him on. <laughs> he didn't even mean that then. No, I was I like, that's no. good, though. Spurred him on a little bit. It's a very fluid system, which I yeah. think suits players like that, which is why Madison had such a great start. Yeah. Um, they're very, very similar players, I think. Technically, very good passing, you know, as, as we've touched on. Um, I don't think when you look at some of the managers they've had, Conte's, your Mourinho's, he's not the sort of player who who would thrive under those managers. He's not a, a, a disciplined system sort oh, yeah. of player. He I don't he think. Does not, he's the furthest from a Mourinho centre mid, isn't he? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but no, really, really good. And I think with Madison being out, he's gone right. I've got the opportunity now to really stake my claim, make this position my own, and if he's going to come back in and start over me, then at least he's putting enough where he can go rot. There's a discussion to really, be had. Yeah, 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 have a good look at me. Obviously, he's not on this level, but I think there's a discussion. Then the fact that he's even in comparison is ridiculous compared yeah. to where we would have said at the start. 100%. I do think we saw... Uh, Solanke of old in that game uh-huh. I kind of saw there's a reason why and no, no disrespect to Solanke obviously he's had a great season but there's a reason why he's in an, a struggling side 
mm. or sorry, in the bottom half of the table kind of side, yeah. some of the chances that he missed in that game is, is horrendous. Like you have to put yeah. those, at least one. I, I swear he had the ball drilled across to him about three or four times and he yeah. missed the target. A couple of headers from about four yards out. And that's kind of, the, the the difference I think between a striker and a bottom half of the table side that's having a bit of form and a top striker yeah no I agree because and also rightly so but people will give him this game's grace because the chances that he missed in this game are the oh, chances yeah. that he's been scoring all year fair enough but as you referenced there you get the grace because you're playing in a Bournemouth team that are especially the last couple of weeks since it's clicked overachieving really for where I thought they'd be um, yeah. which was my actual prediction at the start of the season so thank you Iriola because you made me look <laughs> stupid at the start and even I said that I'd got it wrong but now I'm going to try and spin it around and say yeah. I never said anything I, I'm keeping my prediction yeah. but no. but, but a, a team in the top if he's playing for a team in the top half of the table um, or, or a team that are, that are challenging for things you don't get that grace yeah and you, you are that's why Hoyland has been given absolute pelters for his start, yeah. Richarlison, for their starts because there's an expectation on these players to not miss those chances. Yeah, you can't. And you, the difference is, like, you can get away. As you said, you can get away with it under like a Bournemouth side because it's just yeah, yeah. it's little old Bournemouth is the quote. And he's having a great year. He is having a great year. And Twelve goals is ridiculous. You know, and I'm sure he will continue to have a good year because they are looking very good at the minute. And, yeah. And you know that whatever Iriola wants to implement seems to be clicking. Yeah, finally, yeah. I don't like it because I really dislike their treatment of O'Neill. Yeah, I get um, that, yeah. And I really wanted them to fail. Just I think a lot of football of fans... No, I think a lot of a lot of fans were a bit annoyed. I was the nerdy side of things. I was just excited to see Iriola ball after reading countless articles on it in my spare time like the loser that I am for mm. no real reason <laughs> with my little athletic uh, one month subscription I got on the back of a McDonald's box you know with yep. the uh, you remember this, you know the Monopoly Pe- peel and play mate every time <laughs> I got one of them I was going around the office I was like has anyone got the athletic ones because chuck them over here I'd got like four months ready it was amazing great read can't be spending that much money now great like. read solid content yeah it's re- like n- proper if, you, if you're a real football I'm, not, I'm getting no commission on this by the way if you're a real football nerd <laughs> and you want to read serious stuff Athletic is like by far the best analysis mm. they were a 12 page spread on a, on a press yeah. on, the, on the high press and I was obsessed with it a lot of the time you've read it and you can't you can't, You then try and explain it to somebody and you think I can't remember everything I've just read there's no so bias with them either is there yeah, there's, you oh, choose a topic all. or you choose a team and you will get both sides of the coin and then an opinion yeah you can make your own mind up from there but there's very very rarely if ever at all, can I recall reading anything from them with any sort of bias attached? Well, yeah, and the opinions are all backed up. It's not like a ridiculous statement. There's always a stat behind everything. Yeah. There's reasoning, yeah. but yeah, I'm getting no commission, so I need to stop giving them <laughs> praise because we don't do free ads. No. Um, I do want to ask you one quick question, uh, just a simple yes or no, um, but purely because Ange couldn't give the simple yes or no, so I thought I'd go to you. Are Spurs in a title race? Uh, because he didn't answer the question. He was just like, we're doing all right, mate. We're doing all right. Yes. I agree. It, I don't know what... He was being yes. he was, he was was being unnecessarily like arsey with the guy, saying, depends which pundits you ask. Yeah. I liked it. 
we, we are a big fan of S Halsery on this podcast. Oh yeah. An unnecessary bitterness, which is what we do. I think we that comes hand in hand with this podcast to be fair. Yeah. Like you just said there about Bournemouth. I respect it. But he just refused to answer the question, so I thought I'd just get your opinion. Yeah. I think they are. Because how are they still there when they've been playing but, Emerson Royale and uh, Ben Davis? Whether they will be in two, three months' time. Who knows? But they who are. Who knows? Now. But right now, nobody's running away with it. There's five teams. <laughs> nobody's running away with it. Liverpool are the only ones who, who are really staking a claim as if to say, here we are. And What could be funny is because we don't know yeah. the score of the game right now, so they could no, be currently getting, ba- they could be getting battered. Could you say. imagine? <laughs> don't, don't even just... <laughs> I've got to you imagine. Now, You've got to check now. curiosity. This could be funny. No, no. Okay, few. Okay. So you haven't said anything too outrageous. But talking about total races, then I want to talk about the Villa game. Villa yeah. versus Burnley. Uh, Villa three, Burnley two. Now another game of football, which again the score line was just is insane. Just looking at it from from the outside, you would not have expected that game to be a five goal thriller straight away. No, no chance for me. I want to start off straight away. Uh, we spoke about it briefly off camera. I know you want to talk about it as well. Um, we both said it's great to see Foster on the score sheet yep. and playing football. And we both said it. I don't know if you where, where you want to go with it, but I just want to uh, all the the slander we've given company. I have so much respect for the bloke for the way he spoke about the situation yeah. in in the interview after. I just think uh, and respect to Burnley for everything they've done and supporting because you can t- see the club actually cares. Yeah. And it's Massively. great to see that. And I think we need to see more of this in the in the game anyway. Talking about men's mental health and things. And that's Completely. something I know we talk about quite often. Don't know what you if you want to add anything to that. Uh I'll seeing him back and smiling and scoring and looking sharp. You can't this day and age everyone likes to sort of talk about uh people need to talk more, people need to listen more. So on, so on. But we're still at a point where nobody really does. Yeah, it's and even and even still. if they do, some people may still sort of brush it off, especially within you know lads, lads of our age and yeah. and things like that. So for somebody with such a profile, being a, a Premier League striker, to come out and say, "I'm struggling. I need some time. I need some help," and for there to be no Mickey taking, no questions asked. What do you need? How can we help you? Yeah, and just a simple statement explaining what... Not not giving us the full details, just saying that it's to do with mental health. He's currently having a break from yeah. football and we fully back him. He's brilliant. Yeah. I, I think... Because so, you, you, you don't need to know why. Yeah, because I bet you it happens quite often and it's usually... I bet you... I, I can imagine it's happened in football before and it's used as the injury maybe, maybe mm. said and things like that, but it's good to see the club fully backing him and all the football fans being happy to see it. Like The amount of people I saw online happy that the fact that he'd scored yep. because no one normally would have cared who scored for Burnley but yep. people going on to see that Foster had scored seeing the celebration seeing everything it's just really wholesome and it's what we he, like to see he'd not had a bad start to the season oh, he looked unreal yeah. he was still scoring so you you sort of look at it again on the surface and go oh I wonder why he's ticking you, know, would it? you don't need to know Yeah. but, it, but if someone's going to be big enough to go I need some help great example of him being open enough to, to ask for it and speak up about it and an even better example from company in the club to just go what do you need how can I help yeah and no. I think if you had if you had more of that and use him as an example just in day to day life with, with, with lads of our age you want something you need some help 
you just need to get something off your chest, speak up, and if somebody comes to you and says that they need help, they need someone to to talk to, etc. Be just yeah. What what can I do? Help Safe now. space. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. So and we always say this podcast. DMs, love supporting. Oh lads. yeah, the podcast DMs are always open. Yeah, um, always happy to chat with people, and we do mean it because we do we do chat with a lot of people. Uh, now back so, onto football. Um, took his goal as well. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. It was, he was unreal in the entire game. To be honest, I thought it was a game with two great strikers. I thought Watkins again unreal. We've spoken about it every week. Uh, showing a different side to the game this week with the assists now. I think it's eight goals and nine assists or something ridiculous mm. like that now. He's having an absolutely unreal season. Yep. But I want to ask the question straight away. The Carlos handball, um, should it have been given as a handball? What are your thoughts on it as you're a defender? So I always like to hear the defender's point of view. <laughs> My personal point of view, <laughs> if, I, if I get away with that, I'm thinking, oh, I've got away with one there. Yeah. But this day and age with the rules, I, I don't know anymore. Yeah. I don't know. To me, he, he, he runs into the ball and handles the ball. I d- and he gets I, a game from it. I, I don't, I don't, what what more do you need to know? Yeah. No, whether, I, whether it's whether it's gain or, 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 or loss, it's it's not ricocheted or, or, or sort of anything like that. It's not come... It's not been fired at him from from a yard away or anything like that. He's run onto the ball and handled the ball. Yeah, I agree. I, it's a it's a stonewall penalty. Uh, sorry, not penalty. <laughs> sorry, uh, card and a foul. That's it. It's, the thing is, it, even it doesn't even have to be a card. That it shouldn't even be in the that we can argue that another time. It's the, whether it's a foul or not. It's one hundred percent a foul, isn't it? Yeah. How, I, how? I, 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 personally, yeah, I would expect that to be. Excuse me. I would expect that to be given against me, and if I get away with it. I'm doing a Pickford and turning around and going, <laughs> yeah, I got away yeah, one there, one hundred percent. But no. I, but in terms of the rules and and what's going on at the minute, I, I just I just don't understand anymore. I don't think we can even use the rules as a, as like a, a reference point anymore. I've I've gone past it because the more you read, the more you hit the punt. No one has a clue. Pundits Nobody don't know. Knows. And to be honest, it's it's all just a bit of a farce. I do hope that gets sorted I, in, I had in a, the new year. I had a, a chat with a a colleague of mine, and and I was saying. Uh, on this pod, we, we constantly sort of talk about inconsistencies and, you know, and VAR. And when you listen back to the episodes, the points are valid. But I want to try and avoid constantly being sucked back into yeah. this argument. But when there's something so blatant and the referee can't make a decision, the lino can't make a decision, and then the VAR, who get to watch it over and over and over, Don't can't make them, a decision. Yeah. Yeah. But then... You know, people who've played the game at that level are saying something else, and then you know, regular blokes like us, who who would also expect to yeah to have the decision go against them on a Sunday morning. Yeah, it's just, I it's just all, don't it's, know. yeah, it's just a farce, and it? it's just it is it just makes no ridiculous. sense to me anymore. But then that, as well as then the Sander Burge red card, do you think it was soft or not? What were your thoughts? The first one, the first one was was quite soft. I thought. Um, Especially considering there was such a delay in, in play. That was bizarre. For the ref to go. If someone's been cleared out on the halfway line and play continues and then the ref goes back, absolutely. The only one I describe is like FIFA. But, I've, yeah. never, I've never seen a ref actually do that. When you when you give away a foul on FIFA and then like seven minutes down the line, yeah. your player yeah, gets yeah, a yellow yeah. card. When does that. Because that was the thing that you used to joke and go, 
only on FIFA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, some... why don't they pull it back? Yeah, <laughs> no, you never see that happen. But so... yeah, they have, but, but not for something which I personally would deem as worthwhile for... for Soft. So, sort of, yeah, going back and booking him for. But then the was, second one's blatant. Yeah, but I always Fair think enough. it's really stupid of Sander Birch. If you've just got such a soft yellow card like that, yeah. to then literally, moments later, put in a challenge like that, a cynical foul, it's like, what what, what are you doing? Like, you can't look at that and think, it's, 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 just, it's just embarrassing. I think it's indicative of just where they find themselves as a team at the minute. It was... I think it was almost desperation, and it was when you watch the replay from a particular angle on um, on match of the day. You can see as he's pulling him back, it's like it's like he rolls his eyes because he knows what he's done, uh, and he just thinks you know too late sort of thing. Second one, I've got no issue with. You pull him back, it's a blank yellow card. Fair enough. The first one, I think he's, he's incredibly harsh. You got to fit. I, I I feel for Burnley with that because sometimes. When the ref knows they've given that the first one is soft, they think, "Oh, do you know what? I'll let the second one slide to like balance it out." Yeah. But this ref was firm with it, um, and then the final conversation then for another referee decision. Sorry, guys, we have to do this. We can't no. avoid it. The uh, Villa penalty that they got right at the end for the uh, the, the contact on Duran. I think it's soft, but I think it is a penalty, only based on what we've spoken about in recent weeks. I think back to the. Um, Newcastle Mateta, well, oh, yeah. Newcastle Mateta, Wolves. yeah, yeah. Mateta against Liverpool. He's 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 kicked. Yeah, it's it, he's not leathered, and he's not booted, but he's kicked. There is contact. It's soft, but because we've seen them given consistently, yeah, I can understand why it's been given. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I just don't agree with the fact that it's a penalty. But then I sort yeah, of yeah, I get yeah. your point though, because it, it, it's not enough contact to make the player go down. He literally makes one step after yeah. with the same foot. Yeah. But then it's kind of, it's now part of the game, uh, whether you like it or not. So it's it's good striker play really. As yeah, much yeah. as horrible as that's saying, <clears> it is a bit odd, encouraging. It's playing it's not, the system. Yeah, the, the, the system is allowing... Theatrics. Uh, uh, yeah, he's allowing players to manipulate it. Yeah, manipulate, that's um, it. It's probably the best way of putting it, actually. You know, and, and our gripe isn't necessarily the on-field decision in scenarios like that. It's it's the rules behind it. Yeah, you know. Because you can't, it, you couldn't take away from that. Once that's given, you, you, can't, you can't undo that as no, a decision. No, no, no. As a decision, it's a penalty, as per the rules. But the rules are yeah, incredibly soft. Yeah, and I agree. And I do. I'm surprised as well. Like, why don't um, why don't we see? Oh, how do I explain this? Why don't we see? We see a lot of people complain about the 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 player going down. Why haven't we seen more people moaning at the defenders? Because it's happening every week. Mm. Why are players swiping at it like that though? Yeah. Like, why are you trying to bring it down and control it? it Get rid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like it's like lazy defending, is it? I know it's lazy is probably the wrong word, but it's like you kind of understand what's going on with the game. If, read the, the, room. if the strikers are willing, and and rightly so, because like I say, it, it it's not their fault. It's the systems, you know, the old don't hate the player, hate the game sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. But if they're gonna manipulate the system in that way, then defenders, even though you've got a way that you're told to play as a team, you've got to have that common sense, that that sort of initiative within yourself to then go right okay if they're going to go looking for it you can't you can't give them 
Yeah. The you can't allow a striker to find themselves in a scenario or put yourself in a scenario where the well, striker can take advantage of you to manipulate the yeah. system. No, I, I agree definitely. I think back to um Branthwaite. Yeah. Uh, for Everton against Palace. Yeah. And the first one where he tries to pull his leg away, but he's already put himself into that. Yeah. No, I agree. Into that situation. So Eze has just made the most of it. Don't do it. Yeah, it's it's stupid in the first place. And I think we need to potentially try and get as a as like watching the football and talking about it. I think sometimes the blame needs to be kind of shifted over rather than talking about the the player going down. He's obviously going to go down. Yeah. Because he wants to. Play. Now we need to start looking at it and think defensively. Now we need to start changing the game, there getting rid a... faster because it, it's the it's the reluctance, isn't it, to to just clear a ball instantly. Yeah. You've got to everybody take wants a to touch. play now. Don't yeah, they? yeah. Whereas that, if he'd have cleared it first time, that scenario that's gone. Play out. You, yes, you lose the ball. Yeah, but, but why do you need to bring it down in your box? Nobody's saying you need to go back to, you know, nineteen eighties kick and rush yeah, football. Yeah. But just get rid. But you also can't be so robotic. Um, you also save. can't think. Good save. That was very good. You also can't be so robotic to think. Oh, I absolutely cannot do anything else other than play the ball five yards to my holding midfielder to my right back etc etc sometimes it just needs to go yeah we saw it with we've seen it on in so many occasions because we saw it with Neto Bournemouth this week we saw it with Turner we saw Man United also do this we've seen so many sides this weekend just play themselves into just unnecessary trouble yep Fodderingham getting closed down and Lily conceding a goal from Alvarez press it's I'm all for the playing the nice football but sometimes Mm. just a simple get rid doesn't hurt. When the Wolves played Fulham, um, I can't believe I'm about to give Wolves fans credit, but I, I will. Um, a lot of Wolves fans, Wolves fans come out on Twitter and were saying, yes, we have been shafted yet again, um, but why are we, every week, a defender dangles a leg in yep. or jumps into a tackle or does this and does that. They're the only, the only fan base yeah, I've yeah. seen hold their own team to account for yeah, their yeah, actions. Everyone's very quick to blame it. And right, so because the rules are shocking. It all needs to be streamlined. That's a separate issue. But yeah, I completely agree. And credit to, to those Wolves fans. You were hard done by. You have been hard done by this year. But at least you are not blinkered to the fact of you wouldn't be getting shafted yeah, if you didn't me. put yourself yeah. in the position to begin with. Yeah, no, I agree. Spot on that. That's a good point, to be fair. I hadn't thought of that. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on before we move on to the next game? I credit Leon Bailey. Oh, yeah, he's been a joke this season. Like I, I liked him as a player. Um, I, I followed him quite a lot when he was at um, Leverkusen yeah. and like his highlights were always unreal so I tried watching the odd games here and there because he was playing in the side with Havertz at one point and obviously I used to watch a lot of Havertz back in the day is that when you said he was going to win the he's Ballon d'Or he's still going to win he's going to win the Ballon d'Or he's still thinking now, now, if, now he's found his position at Arsenal and now he's starting what, to what position play, is that by the uh, way whatever he wants um, <laughs> <laughs> number 8 number 10 falls 9 do you not reckon he could be their out and out striker if he wants to be he's good enough um <laughs> I'm gonna have to keep pushing this narrative because I'm too far gone now. But look, Leon Bailey in this side is the kind of the player now we expected him to be. Six goals already this season. 
likes him as a player, but what's really endeared me to him this week is Charlie Taylor, the left back, has I know, absolutely. I know what you're on about. Pulverised. Oh, him. that challenge is Tremendic. horrific. I thought it was a great tackle. No, no, horrific in the sense of it's horrible to watch yeah. and also amazing to watch because you all you kind of wince, don't you? Watch. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's He's absolutely word. slammed him with a fantastic tackle. Oh, yeah, it's a great from, tackle from years gone by. And now, in this day and age, ninety nine point nine percent of players would be rolling around as if they were on fire. Yeah, and Bailey has just hopped straight back up, cracked on, and scored. Yeah, yeah I, I fully write it. I, I completely agree. Do you know what? I haven't Fantastic. written that down. I remember watching that thinking, because the noise the challenge makes is horrific as well. Yeah. Like the th- yeah, no, respect. I've completely forgotten about that. And I know that's something, that, and Matt's saying this, he really means that, because we know Matt likes a tough challenge. And I never. you don't often give praise to wingers for being hard as well. So I like that. New year, new me. Exactly, yeah. This new is- year, new me. Unbiased... <laughs> Opinions, credit, where credit is due, credit will be given. He's been absolutely splitting off and he's just got straight back up. And yeah. look what's come for the end of it. It's a great example for anyone else out there to not roll around like a fool Yeah, if you're not genuinely hurt and just... Carry on. Carry on, because look what can come from it. Exactly, exactly. No, I'm glad you've said that. I've completely forgotten to, written, to write you know, that down. When you look at the scoreline, you could make a case and say that his character there... Has won them a game. Has yeah. won them a game. And has made them back in the title race, even though they were never out of it. <laughs> um, so Okay, then, the next game. Um, this one, I don't think... It, despite there being a lot of goals in this game, I don't think there's that many talking points. Palace versus Brentford. Palace 3, Brentford 1. Um... I don't think there's too much to talk about other than Elise and Eze are just an absolute joke. When you've got them in the team, we all said it before, it's why Roy Hodgson did well. There's, there's obviously a correlation. They've not won in eight games. The two of them are back, yeah. fully fit. Yeah. It's the first time we've seen them properly both fit. It's, it's not a coincidence, is there's it? No, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't, like, there's not much analysis you can do other than the two of them just being too good. Yeah. They're a solid team. They always defend well. But it's a with code. them two in the team... That's that's their answer to going forward. And you saw Thomas Frank at the end going over to Eze or and and Elise, both of them separately after, just like, like he smiles and you can only imagine saying you're like you're disgusting. I'd never want to see you again because <laughs> you've just ruined my day. Like you actually have ruined my day because they are too good, aren't they? Like they were trying to double up on Elise. You could have put four men on him and he would find a way through and never seem to sprint. It's it, bizarre. It, it glides, doesn't it? Oh, he, he got both of them in full flow, just. Glide. It's as if they're on this invisible little hoverboard. Yeah, just and whirring I, around. I agree. Pitch. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and one thing I've changed my opinion on only recently. I've been listening to a Crystal Palace podcast. Right. Um, um, I think his name's Jim Daly. He's a listener um, of the podcast. Evening, Jim. Uh, his podcast is a lot bigger than this one, but I'm giving. I'm, I don't know why I'm giving him a shout out. <laughs> like, he's just had Roy Hodgson on his podcast, so I don't know why I'm giving him a shout out. Um, well, Roy listens as well, so he must. Yeah, he must be listening. Um, but he basically was talking about Palace. All the Palace fans have always said they prefer Elise over Eze, and that other outsider fans prefer Eze. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, I don't know what. And he was saying that Elise, like, there's no question that 
he's by far the superior player. It just doesn't 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 do it on a level that Eze has done for consistent consistent right. wise. Okay. And kind of think we've seen recently, Elise is stepping up, yeah. like to another level. He is the talisman. Most touches from any player in that Palace side is a winger. Mm. That's a that's a joke. Like there aren't many sides that have that. It it just everyone already knows how important they both are to the team, but that just solidifies it. Yeah, they are a two man team. Yeah, it, realistically, it's harsh saying it, and it's pro- it does sound like we're being it's lazy analysis, but it is like you can't help but talk. It's about It's not two a disservice because Ayu is is a fantastic player. Doesn't always get the goals. Doesn't always get the plaudits. Yeah. but will always graft. Will always provide. Will always offer an outlet. That's great, and that's what Palace as a team are, are built on hard work. You know, really industrious sort of team. Yeah, with those flair players on top. But you, the, the flair players will will just top it off. You very very rarely see Palace get hammered four or five. Yeah. But you also never really see them win when those players are uh, the team yeah. either. It's just it's not a coincidence, and I know Elise signed a deal recently, didn't he? Was yeah, they're both the signed. They're both signed they both deals did. within the last within the last year. They both have signed new contracts. I still club. don't think they'll be there next season, but at least Palace will get what they deserve. big big money and what they deserve for for both. Yeah, or even if they don't go, they've done what they've done. With, they they have done what they did with Zaha. And they've protected their asset, yeah. which is is sensible. And a lot of people said, "Oh, Zahar should have got the big move that he deserved." But to be fair, top goal scorer for Palace in their history, achieved loads with Palace, consistent Premier League side, and he's moved on and got what he needed. He's got the Champions League football, yeah. and Palace have had him for all that time. Mm. It's like the best way. I think it's best for both parties, isn't it? Because you don't like to see one of the big clubs coming in and taking somebody out off the, one of the smaller in quotations yeah. do you know what I mean you're in, in the Zahar case I think you're either you're a professional footballer so you are competitively driven that's it only very rarely do you hear about a player who just sort of goes with the flow but he's good enough to, to do that you know you think about your Asua Kotos who yeah, just yeah. hated football but could always play at a decent level yeah, top yeah. level but you look at Zahar and it's he was a always one-man competitive. Team, wasn't it? Yeah. Loved Palace. Probably may have been more successful if he went to United a few years later than he did. Yeah. But that's all ifs, ifs buts, and maybes. But he was playing international football, regular, yeah, uh, and and was a, a focal point for them. Uh, Ivory Coast, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, Ivory Coast. And was and was the main man, the talisman at Palace. So if he doesn't have, or if he's happy with with that being his career, what 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 more could could yeah. he have achieved oh, yeah, no, with his personal outlook? No, I agree. So I, unless you're one one of these players who are, who is absolutely wired to just go and I want to win everything I, I possibly can. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he just you said know. he wanted to play Champions League football. That was always his goal. Mm. So he's done everything at Palace that he could. And kind of stayed when he like at times where it looked like he was leaving, and then he'd sign a new contract. And mm. I always used to respect him for that because I, I like to think I'd do the same in that situation. Mm. The club that you've kind of come through, yeah. stayed at for ages. But a lot of the time, you do see these players move on. We've seen it with Declan Rice moving away from West Ham at the yeah. first time of asking, and you kind of kind of it's respect, isn't it? I I, I like to see it happen, and yeah. I hope Eze and Elisa do kind of stay at um, Palace. Um, Frank losing 
five on the bounce now. It's a weird one. We've spoken about Tony earlier. Are we starting to see the sign of a, a side without Tony? But even then, the side doesn't... It's just it's a shadow of what it used to be. Tony coming back will not fix every problem. Oh, definitely. And they've not had a mass exodus of players either. It's not like they've, they've been stripped as a team. They haven't. The successful years that they've had are still done with the majority of this team. Yeah. So I don't know whether it's just a dip. I don't know whether the the bubble has burst. Yeah. And now and and now it's going a little bit stale, so maybe a change is needed and somebody else can get a tune out of them. You know at face value you wouldn't look at people like Ethan Pinnock and go, You are a solid Premier yeah, League centre yeah, off. Yeah, you you mean. could play for the vast majority of Premier League teams and really do a good job. You have because of, or we do now, because the unit, because of the unit and how it's been built. Absolutely. Is that just down to Thomas Frank? Is that down to the players being, you know, maybe a little bit better than what we what we give them credit for? Yeah. Because they they definitely were overachieving, and I know I hate to use it, but I think he's got credit in the bank, and I think he deserves to like to be stuck. Because I know there are starting to be murmurs now, Mm. and when you see the media starting to pick up on their favorite, one of their favorite blokes for the last two years, because he gets. He, I have to admit, the plaudits he was getting for the last two years, yeah. he was getting linked with a Tottenham job, everything. Yeah. I have already started to see the media slowly starting to turn. Oh, what a surprise. Match, match of the day already, talking about constant... They kept going, hammering in about the amount of losses well, and things. It's, Co- Cooper's gone now, so they need somebody else to get their teeth into, don't they? Exactly. So it's just, who's next on the... Yeah. Who uh, can we sabotage today list? And we, we talk about sat races every now and then kind of thing, because it, it's, it's, it's always good discussions. Obviously, we never like to talk about a manager wanting to be sacked and anything like that and I don't I feel like he's got he deserves the time he's overachieved massively there and they're still yes they're in a relegation battle mm-hmm. but they're not in the thick of it Like they're still they're still nicely placed do you know what I mean the the only concerning thing for me if you're Sheffield United for example everybody knows you're just not good enough yeah that's fine and they don't play like they're good enough either. They don't play like they can hurt you, really. They've had a little bit of a bounce. We'll come on to them, I'm sure. But Brentford... It's not like playing, them, yeah. They're still playing well. But now they're they're losing and they're leaking goals. Which is something we never used to see. Exactly. It? You looked at that Brentford Palace game and I thought it'd scream 0-0 before the game. I think I had 1-1 on my Super 6. Yeah, it, it, it screamed a dull game. Didn't yeah. it? Two sides defensively strong. It's not the game we saw. It was yeah. very open to Palace be Palace low scoring at home. Brentford low scoring away. Absolutely. And then, but then you look at the, like the Wolves put four past him. Uh, the game for yeah. as well. It's not good. I yeah. don't get it. It's not right. Um, but yeah, we don't want him sacked here on the podcast. That's what we're saying. If you are listening, Brentford board, give him a bit of time. Uh, next game I want to talk about, you briefly just spoke and then about Sheffield United. I think it's only right then we move on to City versus Sheffield United. City 2, Sheffield United 0. Um, Rolls Royce Rodri. Yeah. I, 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 I want to pose the question because I've been thinking about this recently. Is he the world's best player right now? Because I saw this discussion Rodri. online. Rodri. As the world's best player. And they were saying... Because officially right now, Manchester City are the best team in the world. Mm. And he's the most important player in that team. He's a talisman. He's scoring all the goals. He's defensively strong. 
He's the reason when they... There's a correlation when he's not there, they lose. Yeah. Is he the most important player in the world's best team or is he the world's best player? I saw this discussion online and I thought, actually, as a whole, I think it's actually that there is a debate to be had. I know it's it's never glamorous, is it, picking a holding midfielder? Is it? Do you know what I'm trying it's to get It's not, at? but I, um, I almost think... I almost think we've learnt from how underrated Busquets was yeah. for the majority of his career. It was in the last couple of years at Barca yeah. and, and now sort of looking back on it, that he's really got a lot of plaudits. Yeah, correct, you know, yeah. It, there used to be a time where you could ask someone, what do you think of Busquets? And you'd know how much they knew about football by their answer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I still think that is the best way of finding out what, whether people know anything because you, you can the Messi Ronaldo debate is not what it like it used to be because nah. now we, the times have changed, haven't we? We've yeah. seen Messi kind of climb up now. So, but then like that's not as much of a debate as it used to be. No. Nah. Whereas now Busquets is, I think, is is a great example, isn't it? I think it's, it's yeah. But I th- so off the back of that, I think maybe people do watch your holding midfielders a, a little bit more. Um, but he's kind of excelled what a holder midfielder does as well. He's hasn't not they? just an out and out holder anymore. Is he is he? Six goals this season already, I think it was, or five goals. But he's also not your stereotypical box to box. He's an anomaly, isn't he? He will sit and go side to side and move the ball fantastically well, does the simple things well, reads the game immaculately. But now he seems to have developed this this surge. This yeah. right, I can drive the team forward now. Will he, when De Bruyne, obviously he's on the cusp of coming back fully yeah. now, will he lose that Some opportunity? Freedom, yeah, maybe. But that's the thing, we'll have to wait and Who see. Who knows? I, I, like, I liked the question online. Yeah. I thought, do you know what, actually? I think he is the most important player in the best team in the world. Yeah, that, that's, that was my uh, my opinion, but I thought I'd just pose a question. And it's not glamorous, is it saying a hold midfielder, but I like the fact that people are actually talking about him like that. But I thought I'd get that over with. His analysis as well, talking about the goal, I thought was brilliant. I really liked the way he talked about that. Yeah. And he said what we were all thinking. Sheffield United all just completely stood off him and just went, have a shot. Yeah. And then Fodderingham, who dives, we've said it before, like one of those electronic... Uh, penalty savers he just like <laughs> falls from side to side I'm not having it anymore people used to go on about how he was having a good season he, I, I think he's dreadful at the who, start who of the season who was it said people always say I can't remember who it was it might have been Sai had said that people always say goalkeepers in teams that are struggling are having good seasons but it's because all you see is them getting pelted yeah, but the, and then you actually look at their percentages and they're never that they're never that high no but I just, I just, I just don't get it. That one, just as a whole, save wise, I think he's not good enough. And then it was that one that we spoke about earlier, the Alvarez moment, and it was just, and he somehow had to go at the defender. I thought you've just stood on the ball against Manchester City whilst you've got Alvarez sprinting at you. Are you okay? Back to that. Thing. He's shouting because he wants an option. But there's, I'll get, I'll get it. Knock it long. I just because I just, everyone wants this this ball playing ball playing ball. Be playing. Sheffield United without fine. disrespectful like. You what are you doing? Like just play to your strengths. Yeah. Strength, just frustrating. You know, um, he should have an option. This oh, this day and age, the way teams play, he should have an option. But then again, he's also got to take some accountability and go right. I haven't got an option here. Just get right, rid. Up we go. I'm going to hit the channel. Hit the channel. Yeah. Um, I do want to say as well. I think the second goal for Manchester City might be one of the most aesthetically pleasing goals I've ever seen. 
that Oscar Bob, that pass, mm. I watched it back three times and I still couldn't see the pass he was making. It's a joke, isn't it? The way he threads it through. It's and then unreal. Foden's pass is so gentle across the box. It, it doesn't even the ball's not even travelling fast. It's he's in just some great form at the minute. He's finally getting that position that we he's all in spoke to. Great form. Well we debated, didn't we? Where's his best position? Where's yeah. his best position and, and you know, would he would he finally get a grip of, of that sort of central and he, he really seems like he has De Bruyne will obviously slip back <laughs> yeah, in there yeah that's the problem isn't so it, yeah. you know unlucky but at least now he can take confidence and Pep can take confidence in the fact of they can switch they can switch there's you no over reliance kind of um, thing but now you talk about that Oscar Bob some of these their academy products coming through now it must be as, as well as being a fantastic academy in, in its own right yeah how unbelievably beneficial must it be to step up to train with the first team, even if you're nowhere near the match day squad for oh, yeah. the first two, three months of doing it, but day in, day out, you're training against... He'll be coming up against wingers, like... Cause he, he, Oscar Bobby, he's, more, he's your left-back. Yeah, sort of thing, yeah. Isn't it? so he's coming up left, against well, your legs. Like, so Left-winger kind of position, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, so he'll that. be coming up against your wingers. He'll be coming up against your Grealish, your Doku... You know, imagine, about, imagine being able to watch just as as the two, yeah, as you yeah. said, Grealish and Doku, like watching them as wingers and think, what can I add to my game? And you've got two so polar opposite players, but mm. both so brilliant. Yeah. And then, as you said, then you've got your Fodens, your De Bruyne's in there, your Rodri's. It'd be so. I could imagine it's if somebody was setting up a podcast and they got to sit in this room and watch us record every week. Yeah. It's with a goat, like do you know what I mean. Like <laughs> they'd learn so much. Do you know what I mean. Like, but no, I, 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 that's yeah. I could, could you imagine first day Rico Lewis coming and, and we thought he was the natural successor to Carl Walker and he still could be but Pep really likes him in a central position which yeah just shows you how so then is. you're going to stand next to the best holding midfielder in the world and and what try and get near and, him and and Kovacic just on the uh, side uh, as just, the yeah, yeah. It's just, ridiculous. just casually just you know for spare and they, or you can just watch Mateus Nunes and Calvin Phillips just like cutting the grass in the corner because those two are just complete waste of space at Man City. Two dreadful <laughs> signings that I thought were going to do well. Well, Phillips is gone, isn't he? He's already said he's he's out of it. I like so. I, I, did, I like the way Pep kind of was just like, yeah, I'm really sorry it didn't work out. But we never even got to see it work out. I've, I, th- I swear the only time I've seen him play was like 20 minutes against Dortmund when he came on at the end. I can't remember any other performance from him. There's still a player in there though, isn't there? There is. Yeah, I remember the because he still weren't playing much when. No, I'm gone. No, he, he was he was playing, but no. he had injuries, didn't he? That's he had the, a, yeah, no, he had no, an no. injury torrid time. Came back. <coughs> I was just trying to think of when he absolutely ran the show with Rice in the Euros. Oh yeah, in the Euro. Oh yeah, that was a joke, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, no, he was unreal there. Yeah. Arguably, he was one of our most important players in that Euros tournament. But them pair were yeah, comfortably was, the best midfield pair in the in the in that one hundred percent. Um. Not really so, much else to say, by the way, about Sheffield United. <sighs> I don't think we should. There's, there's not much to say, is there? Really? I just. It's what we've said already, isn't it? It's they not good they look. They do look more lively than they did under. Well, they had taking bottom. <laughs> it was hard <laughs> not to be. <laughs> Could you imagine? You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it, walking out the tunnel under Heckingbottom was like watching a funeral procession. Um, but they're just. They're just not. Yeah, they're, 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 they're competing, aren't they? That's the thing. They're competing against the teams around them, and they they look sort of sharp here and there. <sighs> nah, they're yeah. just not. Unfortunately for them, they're just not. 
Yeah, it's their fault for lifting enough. a trophy for coming second. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I love bitter, that bitterness. Yeah, that is really bitter. And what's funny as well is um, the old have done it before as well. Yeah, everyone does it every year. <laughs> but for some reason, it really wound me up last year. And I'm going to stick with it. Fair enough. Um, next game I want to talk about then. Um, I'm saving the big one till last. As we say all the time, there is such thing as retention. So don't you worry, United fans. We're going to come on to you in a minute. We're coming to the end. Actually, it won't be United fans. It's going to be every other fan wanting to listen to talk to us. Yeah. Wanting us to talk about them. It won't be United fans still listening. Luton versus Chelsea. Uh, Luton 2, Chelsea 3. Get it the right way around. Um, what I love, it, it, it proper was David and Goliath kind of vibes, wasn't it? I saw a stat about the two sides comparison price-wise and the money spent. The fact that the two of them are competing just in general, just to start off with, is unreal, isn't it? It is. And I said earlier about the Bournemouth and the cliche, you know, you don't deserve to win if you don't take your chances. The game should have literally been, it should have read full-time, Luton 5 Chelsea 2 or, or Chelsea 3 yeah I, I can't remember any chance other chance after chance it's ridiculous after chance after chance 38 crosses they said on the uh, radio unreal 38 look it, it, it's it's great to watch it's just quite frustrating because I think that's when you look at it as a whole and you think that's the reason why you're going to struggle this season is because you create that many chances and that's what happens with championship strikers with all without sounding disrespectful it, they are championship strikers yeah yeah, yeah. And it's it's a shame to watch, but at the end of the day, that's what's going to hurt you. Whenever I see they're on telly, and I do try and get it up on for the three o'clock kickoff as well, every now and then. Um, and they're and Luton are at home. I just love I love watching them at home. That that atmosphere that's created, and then just their absolute willingness to. To, to graft and to really really take it to teams as well yeah no they no, don't respect any side no. and that's what I love no um, Barkley is uh, he's, he's a, he's a revelation down there and you could tell before the game you just knew he was going to have a good game against Chelsea from the way he speaks about Chelsea yeah. and I yeah. know for a fact if he hadn't scored the goal at the time to make it was it it would have gone was it 3 no would it have been 3-1 he scored Luton's first yeah, was, yeah. It, was it 3-1 three, 2-1 one, three, one. at the time yeah 3-1 if that was to equalise, if it was in the two, he would be knee sliding. He wouldn't care. All day. And that's why I was gutted for him because I wanted him to get a goal yeah. where he could celebrate. Because I know if you hear him speak about it, I've only ever heard Danny Drinkwater talk worse about the club. Yeah. I, I kind of, and I like the resurgence form. And I think the signings of Andrews Townsend and Barkley were so, they're massive for Luton. Yeah. Like the two of them have been unreal. Yeah. Andros Townsend took a little bit of time, but we saw him in that game. Some of the crosses he was putting in, how he didn't get 10 assists from that game, I don't know. It, it's it's the game. Take away the fact that it's Chelsea. Yeah. That will be one of the games they look back on. So unfortunately for, for them, I do still think they'll go down because they can't, they can't, they keep can't get it. wins. They just can't. Problem is, they're not together. always going to play like that. You can't play with that level of intensity as well no, throughout the exactly. season with such a, a small squad. But they will look back at games like that and go, "We could have had another three points there." Yeah, yeah or certainly at least a point. But then you look you at know, it and think, "If that, some maybe that Cabor for the first goal, that might be one of the worst things I've ever seen." Mm. And I don't even—I'm not even exaggerating. The way he tries to pass out from there, it, it's just awful, isn't it? There's, a, there's been a theme with it this week, isn't there? And I don't know whether 
it's maybe a bit of fatigue setting in because obviously it's a jump-up festive period. Players get a little bit sloppy. They're a little bit drained. Maybe. But... Is it, but you, know, it, if, you can't do that with nah. players like Palmer. And even Madueke, um or Madueke, uh I, I really like him. And, and I know these kind of players have been scrutinised a bit. But regardless of the price tag... They are all, all good players. Like yep. Chelsea haven't. All these youngsters have got something about them. So you cannot just give them a goal. No, like the, not the, at all. Like his uh, the 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 second goal, the player stood off him. He could dilly dally just invite and him, step over the ball yeah. ten times and not even move yeah. on the spot in the opposition box. That, you know, it, it shouldn't happen. Yeah. That, that's it, that doesn't matter what team you are, what team you're playing against. That's Billy basic. Yeah, I agree. Defending, no, I agree. isn't it? Take nothing away from the finish. Fantastic oh, finish joke from the weak Manarecki. foot as well. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, he's looked. Palmer's getting a lot of plaudits, and rightly so. Yeah. Star boy. He is, he is their star boy. <laughs> star yeah. boy Palmer. Um, but Madueke, I think it was the Brentford game where Brentford beat him at Stamford Bridge. But Chelsea hammered him, especially in the first half. He hit the bar, the ball, I think. Yeah. But the, he was always the out ball, and he, he looks electric at times. Mm. Um, I like him as well. His interview was brilliant. After I didn't he see went, his interview. so his interview after you know, look, you get the robotic answers from the players. Yeah, yeah. He basically just said, um, "We let them get back into the game when we shouldn't have. We dominated for seventy minutes." Yeah. He said, "And we we let them back in." And when do you ever hear a player say we dominate for seventy minutes? Like that's not a player's kind of response. I quite like the fact that he was like, "And we've got to work on that. Like we can't allow teams into the game and give them a slight hope like that." I liked it. I like the fact that like, he said that. I like the fact now self-aware. That you're getting, they are, they are self-aware. But I like the fact that you're getting young players who understand that the team that they're playing for, the team they're representing, should not be in the position that they are. Yeah. And instead of just giving the corporate line, they understand. Right, we need to take the situation by the scruff of the neck and really do something about it. And the yeah. way Palmer plays, the way. Madueke plays the way Gallagher plays. They there is there is an they care, they do care, and and there is an eagerness to really yeah 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 yeah. there's an eagerness to really try and put it right, Um, which is why the Gallagher situation, potential transfer situation, really baffles me. Especially to some of the clubs that have been mentioned, West Ham and Tottenham. Just really baffles me. I don't understand. He's been he's very frustrating. Because the lack of discipline that we saw at the Albion is there. Still. He's still there, and he will make rash decisions, which you can't he, do. Which you can't do at the top six side. No, one hundred percent. But he's still been one of their standouts this year, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'd he's put... captained the side on multiple occasions. Um, but they're but they're talking, and, and he's a regular starter. And they're, and they're talking about letting him go in January. I can't. I, I. I don't understand. I don't know whether it's uh, like my my only thinking can be maybe someone's not happy that Enzo Fernandez can't get a game because you can't you can't have over a hundred million pound players on the bench. I don't know whether that's the only thing I can think of. That is my only. That's the, which is a ridiculous I, reason. I agree. I, I just that's my only thought process because why else would you <sighs> not? Why would you get rid of one of the only people that understands what it plays? What it's like to play for Chelsea. Been at Chelsea people? since he was a kid. 
And even though he loves the Albion and he wanted to stay at the Albion, but the Albion just couldn't afford him. It is what it is, you know. And he loved it at Palace as well, didn't he? <laughs> loved well? it at Palace. He wanted to stay at Palace, but Palace just couldn't afford him. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> he's been at Chelsea he's all his life. Yeah. And would you can see in the way he plays, even though he's rash and idiotic at times, it's almost like an overflow of passion. Yeah, he's, he's just a passion merchant. It's like a little kid, yeah. He's like a puppy, isn't he? Just but chasing you, but the you're, ball. But you're a club which is in a rebuild. That needs players like that. And and he's already sort of seen that he can handle that responsibility of, of leading a team and, yeah. uh, you know, and really sort of getting a team fired up. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. 100%. So if you're, if you're rebuilding a team and you've got, a couple of youngsters who you could really make, like, build a team around and have success with. Why are you offloading him, especially to your local rivals? Spurs has been mentioned. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. The whole it, it's just a bit it's of a ridiculous. Farce, isn't it? You know, and if they do offload him because someone's crying because Enzo Fernandez can't get a game, then they deserve that's my only every, everything that's coming to it. No, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I, but it wouldn't surprise you these days yeah, with, yeah. with agents and the way people moan. Um, but if that is the case and they offload them on that basis just because bigger names aren't, aren't happy, then I hope the collapse continues <laughs> because that's no, just absolutely yeah, it's ridiculous, ridiculous it? way to run a It's the modern game, club. isn't it? It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. Mm. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on then on the Chelsea game before we move on? Because I feel like we've, uh, we've given... Palmer, Palmer's, Palmer's Palmer, isn't he? Palmer's what, Palmer, what, what, yeah. could, what more can you say? He's, he's you know, good, Madawicki. Thiago Silva I, I looked like he was back to his old ways. Yeah, it? like he can still do it. Do you know what I mean? And and I don't. Well, he he will go at the end of the year. Fair enough, but I think this is his. He's still capable of doing it. At oh, one hundred percent. You saw yeah. that, didn't you? Yes. The way he was Fantastic. like leading that line. Fantastic. Um, but no, I think there's a few few players in the Luton team who have probably staked a claim where they could stay in the Prem. Yeah. You know, Morris could yeah. go to a team like Adebayo as well. Yeah. Team like Everton, I reckon. Yeah, that that, that level. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Um, they're sta- they standout for Barkley. Yeah, fair enough. They they standout for me from the team that come up is uh, Doherty. Yeah, Al- Alfie Doherty. Doherty. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to pronounce that's it. That's the. I used to say Doherty, and then the 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 commentator keeps saying Do, Doherty, Doherty. So I'm just going to follow what he says. Yeah, Doherty. D a u g h t y. I I just copy. That's why I drop an occasional Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> every now and then, Mateus Nunes. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when they drop a little Sean Connery on commentary. <laughs> a little twang to it. Yeah, well, no, no, I, I, he's been a, a really, really good um, cross merchant as well, isn't he? Cross merchant, Everton. great, great Molly. Yeah, what more do you want? <laughs> he's Everton. He screams Everton, a dodge player for me. That's where I can see him. Um, the second from last game then, Wolves 3, Everton 0. Uh, a result that completely sh- like shocked me, really yeah. took me by surprise. I don't oh, know your yeah. thoughts on that. No, I expected a tighter game. I really, really did. Um, but, you know, the, the futsal phenomenon, Yeah, you know, following in. Because uh, Matt... Matt Kilman, he played futsal, didn't he? Yeah, I, I don't know. Didn't. I didn't really get. I should mention that on the commentary. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I expected it to be a tighter game. Uh, I really hope Everton haven't lost that that grit. mentality. Yeah, that yeah, you spoke about yeah, like kind yeah, of the yeah, two yeah. fingers up to the system yeah. and to the establishment kind yeah, of mentality. They, they rode the wave, didn't they? 
and then I just hope the the bubble hasn't burst, yeah. um, and they can they can get back on track because it, it, I've said it before. I think to to see a team like that go down when there are such bad teams around this year yeah. would would be a travesty. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, that being said, Gary O'Neill. Yeah, wolves, wolves were wolves were really good, and as we said earlier, we're two West Brom fans here, and we talk about bias and things. We will give credit when credit's due, and that they are they do look like a really good side. Like mm. Cunha's now sort of found his job as kind of like a second striker, midfielder, yeah, number ten, kind of just operating everywhere, and everything yeah. comes through him. That looks good. Like bar the finishing, which I know is a big part of a player's game in that mm. position. He's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, and that's why I think Quang's worked so well this season. He's well, he's already into double figures now. Yeah, isn't he? Is which it is eleven why goals. I th- it's some. It's, I know it's around that mark. I know it's 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 a it's a serious amount. Yeah, yeah. But I think those two work so well together. Really well. Yeah, and really well. Credit, but I do also think Everton were just dreadful. Like I've written in my notes, Keen turns like a lorry. <laughs> the slowest back three I've ever seen. It's. They're, they've got a few injuries, haven't they? Um, it's not a surprise that when the respective centre halves are fit, Keane doesn't play. Yeah. Even though Dyche had him at Burnley, I think it's evidently clear yeah. to him now that Branthwaite and Branthwaite and Tarkovsky are the two. Yeah. Are the are the your, your centre half pairing because Keane is just average at best. Mm. It it just it's just seemed a bit chaotic. It didn't look like a, an Everton side, and I think I think you can kind of in these situations, yeah, especially yeah, and kind of just where you can kind of just go, okay. I think he kind of alluded to it, didn't he? It's a one-off game. We didn't take our moments. We kind of put this in the past, learn from it, and we move on. Yeah, I don't think it's a crisis or anything like that because they are no, doing so well. Um, the the reliance on Decore maybe showing as the. The best best number ten in the in the league in the world in the world yeah Jude Dang. who that's what I'm saying it's Decore <laughs> then Jude Bellingham right now <laughs> that's ridiculous I, I can't believe I just said that I'm sticking with it edit one hour twenty two <laughs> <laughs> no um um what? yeah I I don't think uh, it's just I still a, don't think they'll have anything to worry about I don't both sides I don't think will at all no. Both no. sides are pulled away or going to pull away sorry Wolves especially the fact that Wolves are where they are now within. Well, I know obviously the Newcastle game's going on as we speak, mm. but they're within touch and distance of Newcastle, yeah. which is how how's that happened? Do you know what I mean? Like, I will. I was really sort of passionate about the uh, sort of anti-establishment thing that Everton developed. Yeah, but I suppose upon reflection, I, I guess Wolves have got that as well, and that's probably a, a sense of motivation for them. They've got to go and win these games. Three four nil to make sure that they don't suffer. Yeah. Any any more absolutely woeful decisions. So maybe because Gary O'Neill was getting his his back up, he was borderline ready to explode at, at times, wasn't he? So maybe they've developed this right. Middle, yeah. Middle same, mid, yeah. middle finger up 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 you go and uh, you know. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get back, what you backs mean. Backs against the wall. No, no one likes us. We don't care. Underdog mentality. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. And I, I like think that. that that suits a, a team like that as well. Yeah, you know, but dogged from the dogheads. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, so, I like it. No, nice, I, nice I think touch with the Lamina shirt as well. I was going to say yeah, that was yeah. another thing. What we spoke about earlier, talking about 
in the modern game it's nice to see the, the support and the backing not only from the fans but sometimes just from the club mm. and I, I liked it I liked the little post after the Wolves made mm. and I mean it's commenting back and things you can just tell it's a unit can't you unit, it's good yeah. it's good to see the support team cohesion again it, a lot of stuff like that probably does happen <laughs> and we've seen it with um Luis Diaz as well the support from football is, is good to see yeah. it's good to see it's changing definitely um, the final game of the game week then <laughs> Forest 2 Man United 1 now this genuinely was probably one of the most enjoyable games I've seen the first it, when I took a game of two halves and it literally was oh, the first, first half, half Dishwater. I wanted to turn off. Yeah. And I, 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 I refuse to ever turn a game of football off. I never have done and never will do because I miss out on too much. That's always my thought. Yeah. And I've sat through some really bad games with that. And this is one of the moments where I thought, you know what? I'm glad I do because that second half was unreal. Yeah. And how Nuno has come in, first two games, Newcastle and then United and come away with six points. Nuno had Nuno a dream. Problem. Nuno had a dream. Nuno, Nuno problem. That's pretty Nuno problem. <laughs> Nuno had a dream to build this Forest team. That's what the new song should be now. Unreal. Good lord. Europa League, here they come. Yeah, it's happening again. <laughs> I just loved it, and what I loved more than anything was Elanga in that game getting subbed off, and the camera catching him. And I don't think they meant to do this because he was only in the background when he was walking off to the Forest fans pointing at the badge yeah. and kissing the badge against his old team. I loved it. We spoke about it earlier, didn't we, about players coming out and and being very open, respectful but open Yeah. Um, when playing against their former teams. And there's a clip at the end where he's hugging Nuno and you can just tell if he could have run around to the United fans he, and pulled a Mooney. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> he absolutely would have. Because it was respectful, wasn't it? No, I, I yeah, liked it. no, it was still respectful, but yeah, he had the the bit between his teeth massively. And rightly so. Um, yeah, two right, two right. Because he must be looking at that situation at United now. I think I asked the question a couple of weeks back. You know, would he? Do they regret? Do they regret offloading him? Um, he must be looking at that situation now, thinking, "I'm so glad I'm not there." Well, one, I'm so glad I'm not there. Or. God, I could be having a field day yeah. up there. Do you know what I mean? But the appreciation but, though now, isn't it? Exactly. It's, it's a different kind of love because we've seen it with Morgan Gibbs-White. Like, the two of them are kind of now are like the talisman, aren't they? Yeah. With the way they're playing at the moment. It was Brennan Johnson last season, wasn't it? The, yeah. That the fans loved. Now it's Morgan Gibbs-White and Alanga and the two of them are cooking. The two of yeah. them are... They are literally with the pan, salt, every herb and spice right now. They are, it's gorgeous. I can't it's, believe how much credit we're giving to, to sort of the Wolves and Wolves players, ex Wolves players in this case. Gibbs White just loves it, doesn't he? I, I really that, like the, the three, I love the him. three tackles back to back. Oh my word, that is. Then gets up, pulls out a quick NFL spin on the defender yeah, as well. Varane's, that summed up Varane's defending that did. Varane was still going the wrong well, way. I was going to say. <laughs> He did Bram must have thought he was, he, was, he was marking Anthony in training again. The amount of times Gibbs Walk was spinning. Oh. He got Beyblades everywhere. He made McTominay, because I always think McTominay comes across quite hard, doesn't he? But he made, McTominay didn't fancy it. No. McTominay stood up and you saw everyone else get involved. Ran kind of get, tried to give him a little bit of a shove. Anthony came over doing his usual, like, chicken with his neck yeah, in the yeah. face kind of thing. Neck? I don't understand. Don't know. I, I, I've tried it. It doesn't, I've tried looking aggressive and it does, yeah, not a fan. But, I loved it. I completely agree with you. Class. Unreal. Um, yeah, we, and he did win the ball all three times. 
I know the whistle went after the second. Mm. I'll get that. And it definitely, uh, it got the ball. There was definitely the first one was definitely a foul in this in this in this uh, game. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 this modern day. But it's good to see. Yeah. And I like the fact the but unnecessary. Watching Johnny Evans, just go. Woo. Now I like Johnny Evans. He, yeah. Albion, sort of not yeah, legend, yeah. but you know, really, really good player. One hundred percent. Yeah, one of the better players um, we've had. But to watch, uh, uh, you know, a stoic sort of centre half go flying, he's, he's always sort of. There's a sadistic enjoyment to it. I know what you from mean. From a big tackle, isn't there? I know what you mean, yeah. Um, Especially on a centre... Yeah, it's a centre-back kind of thing, isn't yeah, it? You, you, you expect the centre-half... To be clattering to be, the to number To be putting 10. out a tackle like that. Yeah. Um, but no, like you say, Ilanga, Gibbs-White, absolutely love it. Um, cohesion. And again, little bit of bitterness. Don't want Forrest... Didn't want Forrest to succeed. Because of the way because of Because of the, the Cooper thing. You know, uh, I think he did have or should have had just a little bit more time. Yeah, I, but I said that until I read that stat out, which really hor- I could still can't get my head the, the one over fifty games. I don't mean to yeah. keep using it because people take the mic when I repeat stats yeah. every episode. I forget because people forget. I know you listen every week, but the different the different people yeah. on every week. So I tell he was the, he's got the worst ever win percentage of any manager that's managed over 50 games in and the Premier yet, League and yet you had Forest fans coming out saying he was the best best oh, it's mad club. isn't it it's mad really weird but it's because I think it's because of what he did from the taking them from where they were in the championship yeah you can look at stats all day and, and stats will always give you a, a black and white look at yeah, something yeah. but it's but the to, emotional side yeah, and everything, to take over it? when you're bottom or, or virtually bottom of the championship yeah get promoted in the same season and then stale, and then finally get get the get the recipe just right to cook on the on the running and mm. and stay up. Last year, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought I, I did think he deserved a little bit extra, but you know, time moves on, and like you say, Nuno's coming. Well, the fans two, will be forgetting about Cooper very fast. Well, if exactly. This carries he, on. Yeah, you know, two games, six points. And what I like as well is he 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 did he adjusted the team as well. I think yep. they said five or six changes. He's spoken about already because when he was at Wolves, he had like fourteen players he used to use every week, didn't he? Had that mm. he had a really small squad, yeah. and that was kind of a lot of people questioned that. And he's already said, "I'm not used to having so many players. Like this mm. isn't my normal way of kind of going no. about my work." So it's again, it's exciting to see what he does. Definitely, and you know what you're gonna get with the Nuno side. <coughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of positives at the moment with. Uh, mm. Forest, and I'm trying to give Forest a lot of credit because again, all media outlets talk about the United, like the United way, and try and flip it and talk about all the negatives. I want to give Forest some praise, so that I, I'm glad we've done that. Jake has said that before, hasn't he? He said you you beat a big team, and it's never about what you've done well. It's always about how bad the big team were. Yeah. Well, don't f- worry. First off, he's a right off for both sides. Oh yeah, horrific. So you might as well have just played a 45 minute game. And during that second 45 minutes, Forrest outplayed them, outworked them. For the entire... I think it was about a five-minute spell towards the end where I thought United could score. But even then, it, they, they, they lacked no clinical... There was no clinical nature whatsoever with that side. Oh, and you, the fact that their goal was from Forrest's mistake kind yeah. of just summed up. That's the only way they're going to yeah, score. Yeah. I'll give... Um, we talk, We spoke about like, character early with Leon Bailey. Um, Matt Turner bit of a mare mm. but then some of the saves he's pulled off mm. sometimes you see a player make a mistake and then they just capitulate for the rest and then it's mistake after mistake after mistake Yeah, but no he, he's he sort of he took it on the chin 
fair enough. And then it's pulled out a couple of stops where, well, that one it, save know. that he made the save, he pushed out wide to the fullback. They go up the other end and score. Yeah, and it, and he does a little like hand acknowledging to yeah. the bench, and I was like. I quite I rate that because you're in your mind that's an assist for you. I was rating for him to do the, the <laughs> old assist symbol running down the line because the way he kind of did yeah. it, I was like, do you know what? I respect that. I kind of rate it. I'm still not convinced by him entirely with the way Nuno wants him to play. I don't think he's a Nuno keeper. No, I, you, d- I do agree with that, but I think he's he's okay. He was a right off at the start of the year, weren't he? Oh yeah, we, you know, for all the money that they spent and the players they bought in, a lot of people were saying. Why didn't you just go out and get a reputable goalkeeper? It's hard to follow Kalor Navas and Dean Henderson, isn't it? I did feel for him, regardless of what happened. Mm. They've had good goalkeepers for yeah. us to have recently. Yeah, but uh, but no credit where credit's due. He he very rarely makes a mistake like that. To be fair, uh, like he he made within the game. Um, but yeah, you know he, for all their for all the positives that come from their comeback win against Villa. It, that means absolutely nothing. Yeah, they just they just let themselves down. Don't means they? absolutely Instantly. nothing. The it, only positive I can I can really pick up on uh, is Garnacha. He he's yeah he's starting to look like one of the better players, but I'm still still not convinced personally. Mm. But I do get what you mean. He's probably one of the only players to really shine, isn't he? In that in mm. that side. But to be fair, it's it's shining, but still no real conviction. Yeah, but yeah like, he's saying. always going to shine because he's one of the only players that will take the game by the scruff of its neck, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Um, he will just be direct and playing in, in, in a sort of assertive and aggressive manner to try and achieve something from it. Um, have you seen the clip from Man United training of Amad Diallo and Anthony no. doing a drill? So the drill is uh, the wingers will start from a, from set cones, run at a defender uh, with a small net at the other side, and uh, the objective being, uh, as I interpreted it, um, as if you were running at a fullback, you beat the fullback, you, you put, put the ball the across. Yeah, yeah. Um, Diallo starts off, goes at pace, flip flap, beats his man, gets in, puts the ball in in the net. Literally job done. Fantastic bit of play. Anthony. Sprints out, beats his man, could just roll it in, uh, beats his man, cuts back, tries to beat his man again, cuts back again, tries to beat his man, loses the ball. Uh, sorry, no, he did squeeze it in in the end. But real term, if you're, if you're in a game, unnecessary, and that moment's gone. And I just thought, why? At least we've gone at you. He's driving, he's trying it, he's really trying to. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. He's, he's trying to get something out of it. Why is nobody gripping up like Anthony in training there and saying, "What are you doing? But why you, are you? Why are you not? But you beat the man, you put the ball in. If you do not, Ten Hag wants do you? That's that's the that's the only thing I can think of now because Ten Hag keeps playing him. I'd love to know what they're being asked to do. Does Ten Hag encourage the man to try and beat the the? the there can't be any other reasoning because the manager should be stepping in and going, "What the hell are you doing?" The, the, it's the same drill they're in the same queue they're, they're repeating the drill over and over beat the man put, put the ball yeah. in he, he's beat the man and then he's not put the ball in yeah, it's a bit ridiculous and you it? can completely you can see the translation into into real world games the amount of times a ball will be fizzed out to him 
and he could really get down the line and, and make something yeah. happen. And then he stops and does a little dance and the ball rolls out of play. And then he does his chicken neck. Yeah, he does that, yeah. And spins, gets all spins like a Beyblade. Yeah, he gets a yellow card for getting angry for no yeah. reason. It's just all a bit bizarre and I just don't think they're good enough. And I think Tom and I really showed his position, how positionally naive he is in that game. That one where they kind of slowed it down, you saw... I saw a video on TikTok and it's rare I really find a really like good analysis on TikTok. Mm. Man United, that goal they conceded where the, the, the ball was pulled back, yeah. which it was for both goals. They've conceded nine identical goals this season and they showed it every time it's the centre midfielder or the winger arriving late. Quite clearly Forrest have worked on that because yeah. they, they, it's an identical goal, isn't it really? Yeah. It's the ball's pulled back and they've just slotted it in the corner. It's a style of play, isn't it? Luton, yeah. as, as, as you mentioned earlier, pick up the ball and whip the ball in. Forrest got the ball back. Well, United just can't. United can't cope with it. Literally yeah. every goal that, that it went through, I think it was, I think it was, I think it might have been nine goals. My dad showed it me, and it's literally the exact same goal every okay. time. And I thought, like a mirror image. And you know, when you think, how are people on TikTok finding this? Mm. And Ten Hag or United haven't thought to try and stop this. Yeah. It's all a bit bizarre. And was it was was McTominay always the one? It, it was just showing you. I, I couldn't tell you who yeah, was, yeah, it was. Okay, it will yeah, be a mixture of McTominay and Rabat um, and Casemiro throughout the season. But nine goals is like that's a ridiculous correlation. You expect a couple. Yeah, it's it's you, really you do. poor. And considering McTominay for a lot of this season has been. Probably their their saviour their yeah. shining light at times really just mad isn't it is he is he he was an out and out holder when he played with Fred is he still an out and out holder has he been encouraged to, to go because he scored more this year yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, than I sort of recall him scoring really no, and he's playing further up and that seems to suit him so but it leaves that but, massive hole doesn't it but it yeah. leaves the hole so is that is that down to is that down to him was it just down to him in this game because yeah, you know, again, you know it's, what, it's, it's again. Just, what does Ten Hag want? But no one. I don't knows. think Ten Hag knows what Ten Hag no. wants. But yeah, I really enjoyed watching them against the Villa because it, it, that fight and the grit. You haven't seen that at all. And they played really good stuff as well, and they looked fantastic. But they, it was for nothing. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, you they're know. just kind of. They, they've they've just. They're playing Monopoly and they've just op- they've looked at their car and it says go back four spaces mm. from the last move because it's all they do every time. Yeah. They go forward three, they go back three instantly. When we think they're back, they're not back. Yeah. And I feel like that is what we say every week. And I think that's a perfect ending to a beautiful podcast. A longer listen. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. Um, and I've just checked the the Liverpool-Newcastle oh, score. Um, my phone kept pinging. I had to put it on, turn my data off because I've already had three messages asking me if I'm watching the game. Because it is currently three-one Liverpool, Ooh. and Liverpool have just scored two goals in four minutes. In the, in the and we're in the we're in the eightieth minute now. So it was one-one until the seventy-fifth minute, and it's now three-one. Okay. And I've had three messages saying, mm. "Are you watching this game?" So I can imagine it's carnage. You scored. Uh, Curtis Jones. Um, where's the other one gone? Curtis Jones, Gakpo, and Mo Salah. So I'm intrigued. Salah scores, water is wet, grass is green. And this podcast gets five-star reviews from you lot. Thank you for listening. Five stars only. And we'll see you on Friday for our Combined 11 episode. Remember, this episode's going before the finish of that game, so that's why we've not touched on it. But yeah, see you guys next week. Peace.